Welcome to The Story Forest, a podcast of original tales for curious and adventurous children. There's something very wrong with the colour of Queen Mummy and King Daddy, and no one seems to be able to help them. Can Princess Isabel and her friends save the day? Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother, Pam McNaughton. Princess Isabel and the Ocean Ball Princess Isabel woke up full of excitement. It took her a moment to remember exactly why she was excited. That was it. It had been the Ocean Ball last night. Her King Daddy and her Queen Mummy had been going to a very fancy ball themed like the ocean in a magnificent palace next to the sea. Princess Isabel had been disappointed to not be invited herself, but there were no children going, and it was almost as good to help Queen Mummy get dressed and look at hers and King Daddy's wonderful costumes and dream about what it would be like to be there. Now Princess Isabel shoved on some clothes and tore down the stairs and ran into the breakfast room. But she stopped in the doorway. Something was very wrong. King Daddy and Queen Mummy were sat at the table. They looked tired. Their heads were in their hands. Queen Mummy had a glass of orange juice. King Daddy had coffee. They didn't even look up when Princess Isabel said good morning. But worst of all, they were blue. King Daddy! Queen Mummy! Princess Isabel walked firmly into the room now. What happened? Did someone do face paints at the party and get it all over you? Slowly, Queen Mummy raised her head. What are you talking about, Princess Isabel? Um, King Daddy, Queen Mummy, your skin has turned blue. Now they looked up. They looked at each other. They looked at their own skin. Then they looked up at Princess Isabel. Princess Isabel could hardly believe that they hadn't noticed before this moment. Did something happen at the ocean ball? She said, sliding into a seat and taking a piece of toast and some sausages. Her parents were looking at each other. I suppose, Queen Mummy frowned, it's a bit of a blur, but I suppose something did happen, actually, but I'm not quite sure what. Yes, King Daddy said, not a clue, I'm afraid, but I'm sure you can work it out, can't you, Princess Isabel? Oh, I think I need to go back to bed after breakfast. Me too, said Queen Mummy. And just a few minutes later, they did, leaving Princess Isabel with the problem to solve. She did what she always did when she had a problem. She went to find her friends. Harriet the Hare and Ulred the Unicorn were waiting eagerly at the door of the stables, wanting to hear all about the ocean ball. 
They were certainly not expecting the news that Princess Isabel brought, and Harriet the Hare gasped in badger language. And so I think we'd better go and see the doctor first, Princess Isabel finished. The others agreed, and soon they were riding out into the city in search. But the streets were quiet. There were very few people around, and those that there were all seemed to be children. Frowning, Princess Isabel made her way to the doctor's house and rang the doorbell. When the door opened, she gasped. The doctor, like Queen Mummy and King Daddy, looked tired, barely awake and blue. Were you at the Ocean Ball last night? Princess Isabel said, and the doctor nodded. And before you ask, I have no idea what to do about the blue. I'm sorry, he hung his head. Don't worry about it, Princess Isabel said quickly. Did you notice anything strange at the ball at all? Do you remember when you turned blue? The doctor furrowed his brow. Yes, there was something. Was it a song or... He shook his head. I'm sorry, I can't quite remember. Princess Isabel pressed her lips together. Get some rest, Doctor. I'll see if I can find out some more. It was all very, very strange. Princess Isabel looked around her as they rode back into the street and caught glimpses of more blue faces at windows and doors. They turned a corner and there was a group of children. They were waiting for her. Princess Isabel, our parents have all turned blue. Princess Isabel dismounted and walked over to them. So have mine, she said quickly. Were your parents at the Ocean Ball last night? All the children nodded or agreed, and Princess Isabel nodded herself seriously. Something happened at the ball, but no one seems to quite remember it. Something to do with a song? My mum said there was a crazy song, one girl said, and a boy joined in. My dad said so too, and everyone danced, and there was a weird light and stuff, but that's all he could say. Anything else? Princess Isabel asked, and the children shrugged. Right, I think I'd better go and investigate at the Ocean Palace. The children smiled at her, obviously completely certain that she would be able to get their parents back to normal. Princess Isabel just hoped that they were right. The wind rose as they rode towards the sea and Princess Isabel began to hear the cries of seagulls and smell the salt in the air. She breathed in deeply. Oh, the ocean ball must have been wonderful last night. At least until whatever had happened did happen. It was just so strange that no one could remember it. When she had encountered baddies before, they had always wanted everyone to know exactly what they had done, not just disappear. The palace by the sea was beautiful. It was on top of a huge rocky outcrop that stretched out over the beach and there were shells with pearlescent colours on the walls 
and when the sun caught it, it glimmered and gleamed. Princess Isabel rode up to the side and then dismounted and started to investigate. The tide had been and gone, but hadn't come all the way up the beach, and there were footprints of men's dress shoes and ladies' heels everywhere. They crossed each other all over the place. She went up onto the rocks and up the stairs, where the banisters were carved into the shapes of large shells and rocks and waves. They too were shimmering. There was some glitter left from the party the night before. She went inside. Inside was a wide hallway with huge windows and glass doors looking out to the sea, which led into the big ballroom. It was empty, but Princess Isabel felt as though she could still feel the leftovers of the party in the air, the sound of the music, the swish of the costumes. It was magnificent. There were carved shells and all sorts of fish, grand windows looking directly out to the sea and glittering gems in the walls that caught the light. But Princess Isabel wasn't here to admire the decorations. She was here to look for clues. She started looking over the room very, very carefully, with Harriet the Hare looking along the floor and Alred the Unicorn looking too, although Princess Isabel suspected he was trying to do a unicorn dance instead, as he kept doing funny sorts of skips. Apart from the shell-shaped decorations, and fish and starfish, and just about every ocean thing you could think of, Princess Isabel didn't see anything suspicious until she got to the corner of the ballroom that was closest to the ocean. Here, the beautifully polished, glowing wooden floor looked a bit different. Princess Isabel squatted down to take a look. It was discoloured, but only slightly, as though water had been spilled on it. That seemed fairly likely at an exciting party, Princess Isabel thought. But it wasn't just a splodge of water. It was a trail that led down to the door. And as she followed it, Princess Isabel found a small piece of curling seaweed too, and then a tiny shell. She got to the doors that led out to a small piece of beach, and then the sea. She tried the handles of the doors and they were unlocked. She opened the doors and looked down. The beach, as far as it was above the tide line, had marks in it, as though something had been dragged, as well as handprints. With her friends now following her curiously, she went down to the sea where the water rippled in and out in gentle waves. She frowned. Something came out of the water, she said, and into the ballroom. And I bet it's something to do with why everyone is turning blue. You're right! Everyone looked up in surprise. On a rock where moments ago there had been nothing at all, there now sat a mermaid. Oh, she was spectacular. She had a turquoise tail and skin of a deep ocean grey and long hair, which both looked like seaweed and very beautiful all at the same time. She had a top woven of seaweed and decorated with shells, and a voice that sounded deep and silken and like singing all at once. It was me. 
I heard the ball last night. I heard the rhythms and the melodies and I swam to see. I pulled myself up on the shore. Princess Isabel gave a deep curtsy. It always seemed to be a good idea to be very polite to magical creatures. It is an honour to meet you, Madam Mermaid. I am Princess Isabel. I am investigating something that happened at the ball last night. You see, it seems that a lot of people have turned blue. Do you know anything about it? I know everything about it, the mermaid said haughtily, for it was me. I heard the music and I came and I saw how much the people wanted to be a part of my world. I saw the costumes, the decoration. I saw how much they loved the sea. And so I sang to them. And in my song, I put some mermaid magic. It will turn them all into fish so that they can join the real ocean rather than the imitation. Fish! They were going to turn into fish. Princess Isabel frowned. I, well, I see... The people were really enjoying the party, it is true, but um, I don't think they want to turn into fish. Perhaps they shouldn't have dressed up then, the mermaid said coldly. Princess Isabel felt as though she knew the answer to the next question before she asked it, but she knew that she had to. Is there, um, please... Any way that you could stop the spell? The people don't really want to be fish, though they, and we, do all love the sea very much, and it is amazing, but we just aren't designed to live in it. The mermaid tipped back her head and sang just one word, and the sound rang out around the sky and the sea and the rocks. No! She gave Princess Isabel a scornful look and then before anyone could say anything more she was gone with a splash back into the sea. There was a silence and then Harriet the Hare said We could offer her some chocolate cake. Princess Isabel sighed I have a feeling that even chocolate cake won't make her change her mind. They tried to call the mermaid back for a while, but either she was gone far away or ignoring them. Eventually they turned their back on the sea and went slowly back into the city. Princess Isabel was feeling heavy inside. What if she couldn't stop the spell? What if all the adults of the city turned into fish? She imagined turning the castle into a giant fish tank and seeing King Daddy Fish and Queen Mummy Fish swimming around. Although it was serious, at that thought she couldn't help but laugh a little. And then she cheered herself up. Of course she was going to fix everything. She always did. She just had to work out how. 
Harriet, she said to her friend, as the city walls came into view, please could you ask a bird to send a message to Wizardy Bizardy and see if he can help? Harriet the hare nodded, and moments later a little sparrow was flying alongside them before swooping into the sky. As they rode through the streets, Princess Isabel saw the children watching them closely, starting to crowd around them. There were no adults in sight. Princess Isabel bit her lip. She wished that she had good news for them, but she had nothing. She rode to the palace, left her friends at the door and went around shouting for her parents. She eventually found them lying on the floor in the living room near the fire. They had no energy and they were a deeper blue than before. Princess Isabel went closer. They were both fast asleep. There was a tap at the window. A bird was there with a letter in its mouth. Princess Isabel went and opened the window and the bird flew in, dropped the letter and flew out again. She opened it quickly and recognised Wizardy Bizardy's handwriting. Dear Princess Isabel, sorry to hear about the ocean's spell. My magic is no use on this occasion. My apologies. Would come anyway, but I'm up to my elbows in dragon dung. Literally. Yours, Wizardy Bissardy. The letter smelled a little. Princess Isabel sighed. Oh, what was she going to do now? She went over to shift Queen Mummy's arm to a more comfortable position. But as she did, she noticed something. The part of her arm that had laid nearest to the fire wasn't blue. It was returning to its normal colour. Princess Isabel's mind began to race. She looked carefully over King Daddy and Queen Mummy. King Daddy's fingers too had lost their blue colour and they were closest to the fire. The fire was undoing the ocean magic. A plan bubbled up inside her and now she ran. There wasn't a moment to lose. Harriet, she called and the hare leapt towards her. I need all the children of the city to meet me in the courtyard as soon as they possibly can. Can you make it happen? Harriet the hare nodded and leapt to action and soon all the children of the city found themselves being herded towards the palace by cats and dogs and goats and mice and birds and any animal there was. Soon they all stood in front of Princess Isabel. She spoke loudly for all to hear. I have discovered that a mermaid put a spell on all of the adults. If we don't break it, they are going to turn into fish. There were gasps from the crowd and a few children started crying. The mermaid won't take away the spell, but I think I've discovered something that can. She quickly explained what she had seen, that the heat of the fire was taking away the blue. And so we need to act fast. We need to build a huge bonfire here in the courtyard and bring all the adults here. Hopefully it will break the spell. 
I know where a lot of wood is, a tall boy from the back called out. I'll need help bringing it, though. Crate, Princess Isabel said. And soon groups of children were making plans and heading off into the city to prepare. As the sky began to darken, a pile of wood began to grow in the centre of the courtyard. An older boy had taken charge and was laying the pieces of wood carefully so that they would catch fire. As it grew taller and taller, overtaking Princess Isabel and finally Ulred the Unicorn, Princess Isabel told the children to bring the adults. She stayed as the boy lit the spark and the fire began to creep up the wood, moving towards a blaze. Then she went inside the castle. She had to bully Queen Mummy and King Daddy to walk every step. They were so tired. But when she got them into the courtyard, the fire was blazing and from the city, more and more blue adults were arriving. But they weren't blue for long. Princess Isabel went first, taking Queen Mummy and King Daddy to the very edge of the fire. And it worked. It worked perfectly. Soon there wasn't even the tiniest bit of blue left. And they were themselves again, looking rather confused. Oh dear, King Daddy said. And Princess Isabel gave him and Queen Mummy a big cuddle before explaining what had happened. He frowned. I'll have to have a chat to the King of the Sea about that, I suppose. But for now, well, all these people are here. I think I'll go and have a word with Cook. All around them, adults were going back to normal and people were hugging and shouting. And a few minutes later, King Daddy and Cook came out with trays of hot chocolate and cookies and marshmallows on sticks. And then it turned into a wild party full of relief and joy and people everywhere glowing in the firelight. People danced around the fire and jumped and had an awful lot of fun until the very end when the fire was almost gone and the sky was inky black and the last people turned back towards home. Well, King Daddy said, rubbing his eyes. You know what this means, don't you? Princess Isabel said, her eyes glinting. What? Queen Mummy asked sleepily. You should never go to a party without me, ever again, Princess Isabel said. And then King Daddy chased her to tickle her and they all went inside and went to bed, rather relieved that the whole day was over. The end. Would you like it if your skin turned blue? Why don't you draw a portrait of yourself with blue skin? And don't forget, we've got so many brilliant series to listen to. Go on an adventure of sailing and song in the Sapphire Islands, history and magic in the Night Castle, or solve some mysteries with the Dashaway Detectives. All available now on the Story Forest. Mm